Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM, the fan. Coming up on today's show, Don with Chillis. Journey House College Sports Show Different day and time this week. On tonight, 6 to 8, him and Dan Underberg, tonight. Uh, they will be on the air tonight from 6 to 8. So, uh, just for this week. Next week, they go back to being on Thursday, 6 to 8. Just a, a deal for uh, this evening. So, again, Don with Chillis, Dan Underberg, tonight, 6 to 8. Journey House College Sports. So, we'll have uh, Don on about a half hour or so. Want to talk first uh, here on Sparky's Midday Madness about... A list uh, that was put out that I found very intriguing. And when we did uh, going back and forth with topics and what topics we like more and other topics and so forth uh, this morning uh, between Adam and myself, or was it last night? I guess it was last night. Uh, This was one thing that he had uh, and I had uh, as well. It was for the big show, but we ended up doing it on Madness. I'm sure you've seen the list. It's been around. If not, uh, Adam, I'm sure we'll be able to find it and tweet it out so y'all can see it. 15 greatest coaches in NBA history. Now, I'm going to read them so you don't have to have it in front of you. And I want you to tell me if any of these dudes, to you, surprise you that they're on this list. Like, really? He made that list? Really? Okay, that's what we're talking about. Who surprises you on this list? Red Arbach. Eh. Legendary, right? Won a bunch with Boston. I don't think that's even up for debate. Red Arbach belongs on the list, right? That's easy. Red Arbach belongs on the list, fine. Uh, Casey Jones was in Boston as well as a coach. Okay, fine. I, I can get down Casey Jones. Pat Riley, no doubt. All the success he had with the Lakers, all the success 
uh, that he had with Miami uh, as well. Uh, and then being instrumental in getting LeBron, Wade, and Bosch together to come play uh, with that unit makes sense. Okay? Fine. Now, this is greatest coaches in NBA history. So just understand, NBA history. We're not talking about college, NBA. Okay. Uh, next one, Chuck Daly. Daly, successful with the Bad Boy Pistons, had a great run, uh, coached Team USA to gold uh, as well. Chuck Daly, check. Makes sense. Now, I'm going over the ones that I think um, are the ones that, to me, are rather obvious uh, and aren't active. We'll get to the active coaches uh, here in a moment. So Chuck Daly makes sense. Jerry Sloan, Utah Jazz longtime head coach, NBA lifer, absolutely makes sense. Was never able to finish, but... No doubt, uh, 15 greatest coaches in NBA history. Okay, fine. I'm with you. Now, again, this list was unveiled by the NBA. This list was not unveiled by Pete's Card Shop uh, in Waukesha or wherever. That's not where this list is coming from. This is the NBA's official list of 15 greatest coaches in NBA history revealed on TNT last night. Okay. So Jerry Sloan, okay, fine, that makes sense. Red Holzman, absolutely. Jack Ramsey. Now, Jack Ramsey, I'm not as familiar with his coaching resume, uh, but I know he was very successful. So fine. Wasn't Jack Ramsey a Portland coach? Now that I'm thinking about it, didn't he coach in Portland? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google it and see if I'm right or not. I'm pretty sure uh, he... Was a coach? Yes, he was. Portland, 76 to 87. See, I told you I, I knew that, right? Okay. So Jack Ramsey, obviously, was a long time on the radio uh, analysts and, and so forth. Very good. Uh, Lenny Wilkins, long time with the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, obviously, uh, ended up in Toronto, too, I believe, at the end. Uh, yes, fine. Lenny Wilkins also makes sense. A ton of victories. Again, maybe lacking rings, but either way, fine. I get down with it. I understand Don Nelson. Now, to me, this is akin to Lenny Wilkins, right? Didn't finish necessarily, but had a ton of success as an NBA coach across several NBA teams. So from that aspect, I think Don Nelson obviously belongs there. Now, again, are we somewhat biased because we're Bucks fans? Absolutely. But I, I, I still think Don Nelson belongs there. So I'm okay with Don Nelson. Now, the other one that's not active, Phil Jackson. No-brainer, easy. Bulls, Lakers, case closed. Having said that, there are so many people to this day that I hear talking about Phil Jackson. Like, well, yeah, he always had the best player in the league, Sparky. It wasn't all that hard. Anybody could have done it. Ah, no. Listen, I I love Dell Harris. Love Dell Harris. But Dell Harris had a chance. Again, Colby was a rookie and younger in his career. Phil came in after that, and what made Phil great, just like with Rodman and the Bulls and Michael and Pip and all that was the psychologist aspect of it. And how he was able to get guys to buy in and pull in the same way, uh, one way or the other, whether it's giving them these Zen books to read or whatever the case may be. He figured it out. The X's and O's, sure, fine. But 
It was more about the psychological part of it for Phil Jackson than anything else, I think, that made him great. And more times than not, with a lot of these guys, that's what it is. Now let's get to the active. Oh, I forgot one. I forgot one. Larry Brown. Larry Brown was a guy also on this list. Larry Brown, obviously, in Philadelphia for a while. Won a championship with the Detroit Pistons. Very successful in the NBA across his time here. So I can understand Larry Brown. Now here is another one that I find interesting. These these next these next ones. Okay, so Greg Popovich, active, made the list. Easy, no brainer. Coach Team USA won championships. Almost with a dynasty kind of like with Duncan and Ginobili and Parker and everything he did there. That makes sense to me that Popovich is on this list. I want you to tell me these next three guys, last three, all active. Do you think these next three guys belong on the top 15 greatest of all time? These next three names, do they belong in your mind? Dial it up, tweet at us, and tell me. Steve Kerr, Eric Spolstra, Doc Rivers. Steve Kerr, Eric Spolstra, Doc Rivers. Do those three belong on the top 15 NBA coaches of all time, in your opinion? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan. Now. I think that George Carl belongs on this list. Mm-hmm. George doesn't have a ring like those three. Kerr's got a ring. Doc has a ring. Spolster has a ring. But these other guys on here don't have rings either as head coaches. Right? Don Nelson doesn't. Lenny Wilkins doesn't. These guys don't have rings. But they're on the top 15 list. Now, I'm just saying from my standpoint, like we said for Phil Jackson, oh, anybody could have won with those guys. Wouldn't you say similar about Steve Kerr and Golden State? I mean, how much of a rocket scientist does it take to coach Durant, Curry, Clay Thompson? I'm digging Draymond's a handful. But to coach those guys, that puts them there? Eh, nah, I don't know. And again, remember, they got rid of Mark Jackson, who I believe won 50 games, said, toodles to you, out you go. Which is the same thing they did to Carlisle in Detroit before they hired Larry Brown. Same thing. I think he had, he might have had back-to-back 50-win seasons, Carlisle. And they kick him out and bring Larry Brown in, and then Larry Brown wins the championship after Carlisle built it up, similar to kind of what happened here with Golden State. Now, they did win one without Durant. Fine, I'll give you that. So to me... Call me nuts, but I, I, I think I'll, I like George Carl in that situation. Now we get to Spolstra. Spolstra's a tough one for me because I think he's a hell of a coach. He's really, really good. And if you were going to tell me Spolstra or Steve Kerr, who would you rather have as your head coach? I'd take Eric Spolstra every single day of the week. Every day of the week, Spolstra over Kerr. No question I take Spolstra. The defensive mentality, 
the mentality that he puts into his team, the rough and tumble physicality, I love it. Hate out watching the Bucs play against that team. Can't stand that team. But if you're saying for my team, hell yes. But when I think of Eric Spolzer, do I think top 15 of all time? No, I don't. I, and I don't know why I don't. Maybe because I don't think he's done it long enough or something. I don't know. But the titles with LeBron, Bosh, and Wade, eh, nobody really knew how much of that was him. Now, since then, he took a Heat team without a legitimate superstar. Grant you, it was the bubble. But he took them to an NBA Finals. That, to me, was more impressive than what he did with Braun and Wade and Bosh. Personally. Ray Allen off the bat. I mean, that team was just loaded. So, to me, what he did in the bubble was more impressive than what he did there. Now, if the bubble didn't exist, would they have been able to get all the way through that year? I don't know. I'm convinced. I don't know. if I, I don't think the Lakers could have won that thing had it not been a bubble situation. And who knows how it would have played out with the Bucs who the Heat knocked out that year. But to me, Spolstra more impressive than Kerr. And then the last one, Doc Rivers. Oh, do tell. Do, do tell. Because Doc with Boston. Okay, great. Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, Rondo, Pierce, loaded. Once. Then goes to the Clippers, again, gets the benefit of another pretty good damn basketball team and blows sizable leads in the playoffs. Sizable leads, time after time. Then goes to Philly because the Clippers are like, okay, well, you can't get us over the hump. We're going to go in a different direction. You're out. Okay. Sign goes to Philly. Regular season, great. Postseason, lose again. One seed, toodles, bye-bye, out of here. I think Doc is a good coach, sure. Is Doc a great postseason coach? I don't think so, (laughs) no. And to me, if you're going to be 15 greatest coaches in NBA history, I can't put Doc Rivers on that list, I'm sorry. Sorry, folks, I know Doc has a lot of support here. I get it, totally get it. Nice guy, very nice guy. We've interviewed him before, nice guy. Got no issues with Doc Rivers, personally. Nothing like that. But he's not on my list, man. Who? Not on my list. And I think part of the reason he's on the list is because he's got a ring. And that's fine. It's great. But I'm not putting him on that list. I mean, think about this for a second. Let's take it to, let's take it somewhere else. What about Boonholzer on this list? Boonholzer had a huge season in Atlanta and successful seasons in Atlanta. Couldn't beat LeBron like everybody else in the East. Then comes to Milwaukee, takes this team, has back-to-back 60-win seasons, and then the third season wins a championship. I think you could argue that Bud belongs there more than Doc does at this point. I wouldn't put Bud in the top 15 either. But you could argue that he belongs there every bit as much, if not more, than Doc Rivers. Bud's team had a superstar. Now, again, the guy, MVP and Giannis, and two guys with them that were stars. Right? Star players. Not the level of what Doc had in Boston, for sure. No chance. That That's, no. Not at all. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at uh, 1250 AM, the fan. So that, that's my take on that. Those are the coaches. Who do you think belongs out? Who do you think belongs in? I think Carl belongs in. 
uh, uh, over Doc for sure, uh, without question, and maybe over Steve Kerr too. Uh, let's go to Gerard in Delaware, listening on the Odyssey app. You're next here at Sparky's Midday Madness. Gerard, what's up, buddy? This uh, Doc Rivers and Kerr is a joke. Tommy Heinsohn was a way better coach than either one of them. Yep. Two championships. He's in the Hall of Fame as a broadcaster and a player. He coached Don Nelson. I mean, uh, and it, 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 I, I can't even. You see, this is what gets me flavor. What is Doc Rivers won? He won with the one year with the Celtics when they were loaded, and then he should have won the next year, and he didn't. And uh, and Carr, I never liked. I thought he was highly overrated. I'm a Celtic fan since '64 when I was eight. As long as the Packer fan, and as you know, your favorite team is St. Louis Cardinal baseball fan. Yeah. All since '64, so I've seen everything. Okay, my favorite all-time play with the Celtics is John Havlicek. Sure. Okay, and uh, I go back, and uh, you know, and so Tommy Heinsohn should be on that list. That's a joke. That's a complete joke. How could he? How could you? They must have forgot him somehow. It's the NBA. They put this out again. This isn't a website or some card shop. This is the NBA, and their executives put this thing together. They, that doesn't make sense, though. It's Here, just, the list was. I'll tell you what it was. It says in the press release I have, the list was selected by a panel of 43 current and former NBA head coaches in collaboration with the National Basketball Coaches Association, which is led by President Rick Carlisle, the head coach of the Pacers, and executive director and general counsel, David Fogel. So you know, you 43 know, people Heinsen, voted on this. Heinsohn coached against Holzman all the time, and the only time the Knicks beat him is when Havlicek separated his shoulder and couldn't. And that you didn't lift his right arm and gain seven right. back in '73. Yep. That's the only time. Yep. And they, this is a, this is a running judge. They beat your Bucks. Oh well, you know yeah, the saying? Bucks always struggled against Boston and Philly. You know, and, that's... and I want to say something about Janis. I heard what you were talking about before with Davis. The the thing is with Janis that I like. Now Davis, obviously, he's hurt. He's always out. This and that. But but Giannis, what I like about him is that he's old school, he's a throwback, and he's a gentleman. You don't have that in the NBA today. You don't have that. The NBA is very difficult to watch today. It really is, with all the nonsense going on constantly. Okay? And I'm, I'm very worried the NFL is going to turn into the NBA. I'm very worried about that. So, uh, you know, uh, I just want to say that Tommy Heinsohn should be on the list. There's no doubt. That's ridiculous. I gotta make some phone calls here. <laughs> <laughs> you make some phone calls. See if you can get that list revised. I, I like it, Gerard. Thanks, buddy. Have a good rest of your day. Tommy Heinsohn, that, that not even brought up. I brought up George. Tommy Heinsohn belongs more there more than George Carl does. Fine, I'll get down with that. But again, Kerr and Doc Rivers, man, I don't. And even I like Spolster too. But those three, no way. I'm down with Popovich. Uh, of the four active guys that are on this list, fine. Those other three. Maybe the issue is these guys didn't see some of these guys, Coach. Like, I would imagine some of those guys didn't see Red Arbach. It's my guess. But how does Tommy Heinsohn get just completely ignored? Great point by Gerard. Nate, north side of Milwaukee. You're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's up, Nate? What's good, Sparky? How are you? Uh- I, I agree with you. Um, the only person that deserves to be on that list um, for me, um, if if you want to get put him on there, is Eric Spoelstra. Um, the what what he did with the Miami Heat and what he continues to do with the Miami Heat, um, he deserves to be on that list. Doc Rivers, you've seen him choke time and time again in the playoffs, 
especially last year, um, taking our number, being a number one seed and losing to the Atlanta Falcons in, in I believe, seven games they lost to them. Um, with that team that you had, and then the, the dysfunction that came after that with with him, the way he handled himself in the press conference, um, saying you don't know if you can win with Ben Simmons, starting all of this drama there. Um, that I don't I don't understand how he's on that list. And as far as Steve Kerr, um, he inherited his team. Mark Jackson, I got them to the Western Conference Finals the year before, and you and you uh, and you go and fire him. Um, and put give him give Steve Kerr and then give and then and then oh they win the finals. Um, that that's that's I don't believe in that as a coincidence. And then um, so if anybody I just but I have a suggestion. Uh, Rick Carlisle, what he did that year that they won the championship in in uh, Dallas, um, getting through the Lakers, um, OKC with uh, uh, Rand Harden and Westbrook. Yep, and then and then going in and just handling the uh, Miami Heat. He, if anybody deserves to be on that list that's active, him, Eric Spoelstra, and him, and then you could put anybody else in, else in the fifteenth spot. But, I'd love to know. I never asked John Hammond this when he was here, and I wish I would have. What led to them making that move from Carlisle to Larry Brown? Because he was in that organization. I think Horse. Well, Horse may be too young. I think Horse might have been in that organization too. When that whole thing went down, because again, Carlisle had him right there, uh, and they made that move. I mean, Carlisle had a chance to win championships in Detroit and then have the championship in Dallas too, and they've not moved on. I mean, he's really been successful everywhere he's been at this point. Yeah, and then you can't, bro. You you can't understate what he did with Dallas with Dirk. Yep. And you, you had you had Dirk, but you didn't really have you didn't really have anything else. Much like like star power wise, you had a Jason Kidd, but he was older, an uh, older Jason Terry, Sean Marion, Tyson Chandler. But what you, what he did with getting getting through that gauntlet of teams he had to play, um, that that's really impressive. Um, even though he only won one championship, that that's a, a championship you can hang your career on. And he beat LeBron and that stacked team. Nate, thanks for the call. Yeah, no question about that. I uh, got some news uh, coming in uh, from the NFL, says Adam Roberts, producer of Sparky's Midday Madness. What do you got? So, Roger Goodell, and I was just watching this. It's on the TV over here. He's doing his uh, Super Bowl press conference today ahead of the big game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And he has confirmed that Munich, Germany has been chosen to stage their first regular season football game for the NFL in Germany next season, 2022. They will also play games in Frankfurt as well over the next few years. I just figure Green Bay is going one of these. I mean, I'm guessing it'll be next year. That's my guess. They're going somewhere. I don't know where, but they're going to go somewhere. They've avoided international play this entire time the Packers have. So they're going to end up in one of these games. Maybe they end up in the in the game in Germany. That's where they end up going. But because now you have this extra home game or whatever, now I'm guessing that one of these games will be lost here at some point because you have 17 games. Uh, so whether it's an extra road game or extra home game, one of them will be lost, and then you'll get forced to kind of go play over there. There's I, Oh, sorry. There's five uh, international games coming up next year as well. They're going to be in one of them. I'm telling you. They're going back to Mexico City. Yep. And then there's three next year in uh, London or in England. In England, right? I, I think what well, we'll see. 
Um, there was talk of this years ago, and then it kind of went away. I think eventually you're going to see a division of teams overseas that are going to play against each other. And then they'll come to the U.S. and play two or three games and have a uh, training facility somewhere in the U.S. They'll be here for two or three weeks, play two or three games, go back, um, and then play more games there. I-, I think that's where we're headed with the NFL. I do. I think eventually you're going to have a division of, say, four teams um, that are all relatively close to one another to play against each other in the same division. Um, and then when they play cross-conference or play out of the division, uh, they end up coming over here for uh, two or three weeks at a time, have a facility in Florida or California or wherever the facility may be, training facility. And then they stay here for that amount of time before going back home and then being at home for several weeks and, and playing division games. Well, it wouldn't be the first time something like that's happened. Remember 25 years ago, the CFL had their own branch of teams that played in the United States. You had the Birmingham Stallions. You had right. teams in Shreveport, Louisiana, yep. among others. And Memphis. that was kind of the same thing. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that's where it's going. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but I, I think that's where Roger Goodell and the NFL is probably eventually going to take this because there's so much money, sponsorship money, tons of sponsorship money. Look at soccer. Look at all the money that soccer brings in. And soccer is growing in popularity in this country for sure, no doubt. But it's not to the level it is around the rest of the world. And the amount of money that those soccer players are making, the amount of money those franchises are worth is stupid. So to get the NFL to have teams eventually over there, to have their own division, to be able to tap into all of that money, come on, it's a no-brainer. Another no-brainer is if you're looking for a new career, Young Express, that's where you want to go. So you can be a part of a Christian-based family-run company. How about a company that's been in business for over 30 years? How about a company that's been listed on Inc. Magazine as one of America's fastest-growing companies? Well, right now, Young Express is looking. They're looking to hire you to be a dispatcher. No experience necessary. They're willing to train you. Now, you have to be able to multitask in a fast-paced environment, have to have good communication skills, Computer literate, come on, shouldn't we all be computer literate at this point? In overall friendly disposition for dealing with a variety of customers and drivers, I like to say, they don't put this uh, for me to read, but I like to say, you can't be a jerk and do this, right? I mean, if you don't have patience and you got a short temper or whatever, this isn't for you. (laughs) You got to deal with people. You have to be able to deal with all circumstances. Uh, At Young Express, if you get hired to be a dispatcher, competitive hourly wage, paid holidays, vacation time, personal days, 401k with company match health plan. Apply today at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. GExpress.com. Young Express. Success drives them. Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan just tweeted out a picture of the beautiful flowers I got from Locker's Flowers. They are beautiful. My girl loves every time she gets her flowers from Locker's Flowers. Or florals. It is unbelievable. Got a nice big old shiny uh, red heart in it. All kinds of different flowers in there, including the roses that you obviously have got to have. A bunch of greenery to go along with it. Just gorgeous. That is what you should be doing as well. Valentine's Day is Monday, folks. Monday. Beautiful flowers never go out of style. Lockers Florist can help you stand out and have your love rise above the everyday noise. Visit LockersFlorist.com for some inspirational ideas. That's LockersFlorist.com. Or call today, 276-7673 for timely delivery or curbside pickup. And watch the magic happen, baby. Oh, show your love with roses or mixed spring blo- uh, blooms guaranteed to make her smile from ear to ear or ever eyes twinkle and pair up with the flowers with some chocolates or adorable teddy bears and balloons because she deserves better. She deserves lockers florist called 276-7673. That's 276-7673. Shop locally. Love colorfully. Lockersflorist.com. Steve Sparky, Fiverr with you. Other side of the glass is our guy, uh, Adam Roberts. Uh, and uh, again, coming up next, we'll talk with Don Wachillis. Uh, looking forward to checking in with Don uh, and, and talking uh, about uh, the Journey House College Sports Show coming up tonight. Badgers played last night. Marquette played last night. Got that to get to. Uh, coming up tomorrow's oh, on tomorrow's Wendy's Big Show. I got no Gary and I got no Leroy. Okay, I got neither one of them. They're they're at the going in, they're in L.A. at the Super Bowl. You'll have me. So it's and it's right. It's Adam and myself. Uh, yesterday, Andy Herman. Uh, and again, all about Andy Herman, right? Pack a day podcast, pack report, everything. Uh, last night, tweeted something out, got a ton of reaction, and I felt a certain kind of way about myself. Felt a certain kind of way. Not all that positive. 
You want to feel positive about yourself. You want to feel confident in yourself. Andy Herman made me feel like I was, you know, not, not belonging to live in the state of Wisconsin. He really did. Made me feel bad about myself. Made me feel bad about the family that, that I live with and the house I live with. This didn't make me feel well at all. I, I will uh, tell you what I am talking about tomorrow on the Wendy's Big Show. Because then I talked with uh, Adam Roberts uh, and I brought up to what Andy had posted. Uh, and a- Adam said that, indeed, I, I really am not right. Um, because he is uh, more along the lines of what Andy says you should be living in Wisconsin. And I I clearly don't fit the bill. And I've lived here my whole life. Grew up in Kenosha and moved all over. I lived in Waukesha, lived in Waterford, uh, lived in Racine for a long time in the Georgetown neighborhood. I uh, lived in Oak Creek multiple times now. Lived in West Alice for quite a while. Uh, so yeah, I've kind of lived all over. So I've been in Wisconsin my whole life, but apparently... Based on the standards that Andy Herman has set, I I may not qualify as a Wisconsinite, so I'm curious to see uh, whether or not that's true or not. So we'll do that tomorrow uh, on the Wendy's Big Show. Coming up next, Don with Chill is Journeyhouse College Sports Show. We'll talk about what happened in that Marquette and Badger games last night. Badgers uh, taking on Michigan State. Uh, Marquette uh, on the road as well, uh, and two differing results. We'll talk about both of them straight ahead here. On Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Check them out at milwaukeeadmirals.com. amazing so in the last segment i was on the air and i saw one of uh the guys that we have on one of the nfl writers that we have on from time to time calling my phone i was like ah so i go to break call him back he's like hey roy in or not (laughs) i was like hey man i don't know if he's in or not he didn't tell me i got no idea if he's in or not i think he's in pretty confident that he's in from numerous different things that have been said along the way and by process of elimination, folks, if you don't think he's in, okay, then tweet me the guys that you think belong in before him on this ballot. Like, there's just no chance. And then Pete Doherty, who we played back at the end of the big show, the first year he goes in, Doherty does his little speech, and then you have conversation about the guy. Got like two minutes. Last year, got like four minutes of conversation. This year, Doherty said there were like 10 minutes of conversation and there were people saying he's got to go in now. Now's the time he's got to put, he's got to go in now. That wasn't happening in the last two years. So for me, as I said before, roll out the helmets. I think he's in and we'll see what happens. We'll see. We will see. Uh, All right. Joining us now on the great Midwest bank hotline, your friend and mine. 
Journey House College Sports Show. Usually Thursday night, 6 to 8. Tonight, however, special night in time, 6 to 8 tonight. Back to Thursdays next week. He is Don with Chillis. Don, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me, Sparky. Good to be with you. Okay. I, I don't know where you want to start, Badgers or Marquette. So we'll start with the Badgers uh, since they took care of business uh, against Michigan State. Again, Johnny Davis played good enough. Fine. Uh, Tyler Wall was okay. Fine. After the game, Izzo talking about it really coming down to Chucky Hepburn and how well he played. What was it for you and why the Badgers got took care of business and got Michigan State last night? I think it was the number of people that contributed last night. As you said, Johnny Davis played really well. Chucky Hepburn played really well, excuse me. But you had a lot of guys that played a little bit above okay, but contributed in a major way at various points during that game. And that's what I took away from it was the fact that when this team clicks, that Johnny Davis does what Johnny Davis does, and the other guys play at their level or slightly above, they are definitely a formidable team in that Wisconsin Badgers. See, for me, I like Lauren Bowman, and I don't know how much he'll play come tournament time or whatever else, but he got some run last night. I like what I've seen out of him when he has played. But again, freshman, young guy, trying to ease him in probably, but he might be somebody to keep an eye on come tournament time. If his level of play keeps increasing the way it has here down the stretch, I think he will see more minutes. We know Greg Gard rarely likes to play freshman extended periods. I mean, he did so the exception this year with Chucky Hepburn. But as the season goes along, when these freshmen start earning Greg Gard's trust, that's when you start seeing more minutes. And I think what we're seeing from him over, oh, the last week or two, is him earning Greg Gard's trust in crucial games, and I think that will mean a lot once we get to the tournament. This was pointed out by uh, Evan Flood last night on Twitter. First time the Badgers have won in West Lafayette and in East Lansing in the same season since 1963, Don Wachillis. How big of a deal is that? I think it's a huge – everything the Badgers are doing right now has a little touch of extravaganza – packed with it because Steve you had me on before at the beginning of the season and we kind of contemplated what were the Badgers going to do what would Marquette do in making it to the tournament neither one you know would be huge and and just getting in and if they got to the sweet 16 oh my goodness it would be the equivalent of almost a national championship and the way they're playing right now is just unbelievable they have eight quad one wins The only other team that has eight quad one wins, Kansas. No other school has as many quad one wins right now as the Wisconsin Badgers. So when we get time for seeding, now I'm starting to get excited about where they're going to be seeded once the tournament starts. So I said it uh, not last night, but the previous game I think it was, uh, that, yeah, okay, they played well, they won, good. But this just feels like a team that could break your heart in a tournament right now. It just feels like a team, like other Badger teams, where they'll go cold for five or six minutes, and before you know it, the game's out of hand, and they don't have enough to claw back in and win the game. That, I guess, is my concern. As Gary would say, and he's not here, same old Badgers, this time with the basketball program. You know, if you would have said that last year, Steve, I would have been, yeah, I guess you're right. You know, if they were able to get in, this and that would happen, and we would be disappointed. 
What I like about this year is they're finding ways to win, like what we saw against Penn State. Penn State was just an ugly game. And the good thing about basketball is you don't get style points. It's about what the final score is. They found a way to beat Penn State in an ugly game in which they didn't play well. And they were able to bounce back last night against Michigan State and play well. But even the Minnesota game came down to Johnny Davis at the end. That was close, too. Yeah, and they're finding. I guess my point here is they're finding ways to win those games where in the past they wouldn't have. So my optimism, I think, is a little higher once we get to the tournament than maybe thinking about looking back and going, oh, it's the same old Badgers again once we get to tournament time. Yeah, I, 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 I get that, and I totally understand that. I mean, you look at that game again last night. Davidson did not show up, 2 of 10, 2 of 7 from 3. Not a great game for him, and we've talked about this in the past. He has to be on come tournament time for them to have a chance to make a run. He has to be. The nice thing again last night was how so many people contributed, yep. and even though Brad Davidson was off, you know, I was talking about this last week, it extends the defense out, and lo and behold, now Johnny Davis is freed up a little bit to do what Johnny Davis does. And, you know, he showed out a little bit last night, especially in that second half. And that's what's going to need to happen, especially once we get to tournament time. Tom and Don with Chillis, Journey House College Sports Show. Tonight, him and Dan Underberg, like always, 6 to 8 this evening. Normally Thursday nights this week, just a little bit different uh, for one week only tonight, 6 to 8. Uh, I want to talk about Marquette. That, <laughs> now, now, listen, I... I love me some Shaka Smart. Obviously, I've made that very well known. This is my thing. I I was listening to the radio broadcast for part of this game, and then I watched the rest of it on TV. But going into one break, Tony Smith on the radio broadcast goes, Shaka is hot. And Homer is like, hot at who? What are you talking about? He's like, he's hot that they're not grabbing boards. He's letting them have it right now. And that was a thing. Like, that was the difference maker in that game, Don, was their lack yeah. to, to to win the game on the boards. They got out-rebounded 46-27. to 27. Good luck winning basketball games when it's that big a difference. Yeah, and Steve, when I'm watching that game, and, and tell me if you would agree with this, I'm watching Danny Hurley and what he's built at UConn, and I kept thinking, I think that's what Marquette was hoping we would get out of Coach Wojo during his tenure. That tough, scrappy, in-your-face, they almost reminded me of a Detroit Pistons yeah. uh, style of ball Physical. last night. And yep. they did. They out-muscled, they out-hustled every single aspect when it came to rebounding. And you're right, if they can't figure out a way to get to the board and stop a team like UConn from having second and third opportunities from the floor, it, it'll be a, that will be the disappointment as well as this Marquette Golden Eagle team has played in what was an incredibly rough stretch of their schedule going five and two. When I remember again, being on with you thinking, you know, if they could win two out of five and play competitively, that would be almost a moral victory. So you knew last night was going to be tough. I don't think anybody was pleased with the Marquette Golden Eagle team at how they got out hustled and outworked. It's one thing to have an off night shooting, but when you get out hustled, I don't think that's going to sit well with Shaka Smart. You allowed a 6'6 guard to get 15 rebounds in that game. 15 from a guard. I know. That can't happen against anybody. No, no, and especially not when you're trying to survive in advance once you get 
to the dance. And and this team now, with that seven-game stretch, has qualified again for the dance. We're going back to we hoped they would get in. Now we're at the point of what seed will Correct. they get as long as they don't absolutely fall off the cliff down the stretch here. But I couldn't agree with you more. You can't allow guards. I, it doesn't matter what the position is to out-hustle you and get the kind of board, the advantage they had on the glass that – Connecticut had against Marquette last night. So if you're Marquette and you're talking about rebounding being a thing, I don't, can you make somebody be more physical than they are? Like, is that something that's coachable? I mean, I think to a certain degree, the finesse guys are going to be the finesse guys. You can yell and scream and do whatever you're going to do. They're going to be who they are, aren't they? Yeah. Finesse guys are going to be finesse guys, but you can, with a finesse style, still hold your own down in the post. I mean, we've watched Wisconsin, the big guys, so to speak. They're not muscling anybody out. They're out finessing people. So it's, it's a footwork. It's positioning. It's various elements down on the block that will give you either an opportunity to equal what the guys are doing, and we'll use Connecticut last night as the reference, or actually outwork them from a finesse standpoint and keep you relevant on the glass. Don with Chillis, Journey House College Sports Show tonight instead of tomorrow night. Uh, six to eight tonight, him and Dan Underberg. Mr. Wachillis, what do you have on the show? Well, coming up tonight, we're going to talk to our friend Dan Plucker because we've got two, in my opinion, soap opera things taking place in the world of college football. So oh. I want to talk to Dan about Michigan and what's happening oh. with the football program. How do you let Gaddis – listen to me. That Josh Gaddis thing is amazing to me. Like, how yes, do you screw that up? They totally yes. – oh, my God. Totally screwed that and up. It, and, Steve, it almost seems like once they beat Ohio State, the entire athletic department fell off the cliff as opposed to going the other direction and taking it to another level. So I want to talk to Dan about that. We're going to have Blake Topmeyer. He's an SEC columnist for the USA Today Network. He's coming on because what's taking place in Auburn is equally as oh, devastating and unbelievable with what's happening there. So, so we'll talk to those two guys. Okay, quick, then, quickly on this Auburn thing here, yeah. j- j- just quickly. I don't yeah. know what their deal is, right? So this dude is a jerk or whatever the case may be, and fine, it is what it is. But you have to understand – where you are as a program. You hired a guy from Boise freaking state to come recruit <laughs> in the SEC. What? Now, similarly, I think you can look at Brian Kelly and go, this may go sideways on him at LSU for the same reason. I, I just, right. I think you've got to think about where you're bringing somebody and where you're dropping them into and then going, well, he doesn't get along with our boosters. Well, he doesn't get along with our alumni. Well, he doesn't relate to our high school coaches. Well, hell no, he doesn't. He just got there a year in, and he's not used to anything going on down there right now. All right, no, go on. and the and the style of coaching and recruiting and yes. the whole idea of relationship building in the SEC is going to be different from the Big Ten, the yes. Pac twelve. You name you name the conference, and I think that's where the hangup is. And I think Auburn is doing. Sorry about that. Everything possible to find a way to fire him because. They can't afford another buyout. They're still paying Melzahn, who's now coaching at Central Florida. Yeah, they don't have they don't have just cause on this. There's no chance that's happening. No chance. <laughs> they're they're, no. they're digging, and that's why we want to talk yep. to Blake. And then finally, we'll have uh, Danielle Harris, the commissioner of the WEAC, coming on because I know they've got some scheduling changes when it comes to the Division Three 
tournament that a lot of conferences are doing. So I want to talk with Danielle about what those changes are, how they came about their decision, and just how these Division three conferences from her side of things have made their way through this pandemic and gotten through now football and basketball season. Nice. There he is, Don Wachillas. Lots of good stuff coming up on tonight's show. I'll be yelling at my radio, I'm sure, listening to Plucker. <laughs> uh, that, that'll be coming yeah. up tonight. Six to eight. Don, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate it, Sparky. Take care, buddy. Take care. There he is, Don Wachillas. Journey House College Sports Show tonight, 6 to 8 here on 1250 AM. The fan, Rami Makhlouf, is here. I'm not going to ask him about college sports, but we'll find out what's coming up on his show next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Oh, by the way, I almost forgot. Don Wachillas was on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Applying for home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious, breathe. And like Great Midwest Bank, help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Sparky's Midday Madness presented by the Milwaukee Admirals here on 1250 AM. The fan, Rami McAuliffe, standing by. We'll find out what's coming up on his show next. Don't forget, BetQL's Giving Props is back for the game this weekend. Whether you played this free-to-play contest the first three weeks of the postseason or not, you have a brand-new shot at winning $2,000. It's easy. Most correct picks wins two grand. Now, as long as you sign up at least 15 minutes before kickoff, you have an equal chance of taking home the $10,000 grand prize. Now, what are we picking? Props on the games. Some of the props. Matthew Stafford, over-under, two-and-a-half passing touchdowns. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jamar Chase, over-under, 85-and-a-half yards receiving. Uh, T. Higgins for the Bengals, over-under, four-and-a-half reception. Those are some of the props uh, that you will be trying to get correct. Text props to 20357 right now and make your picks. That's props to 20357. Uh, earlier in the show, I had uh, mentioned uh, that last night at halftime of the Bucks lakers game on TNT, uh, Wade, D-Wade, and Shaq said uh, that AD was a more talented player than Giannis. But Giannis works harder, uh, and that was their thing. And then they showed a video of the game, blah, 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 blah. I just saw, apparently this guy tweeted out last night, and I missed it. Channing Fry, remember Channing Fry? Uh, uh, played at, didn't he play at Arizona, I think, and then played in the NBA for, for a long time, uh, tweeted out in capital letters, no way on God's green earth is AD better than Giannis. Not this earth or any in the multiverse. This is wildness, says Channing Fry on Twitter last night going after uh, Shaq and Wade uh, about this whole nonsense about Giannis and AD and so forth. And uh, yeah, so a lot of fun. So I retweeted that. Way to go. Good job, Channing Fry. Uh, all right, what do you have coming up on your show at 3 o'clock? Please do not get me mad. I've had a good day. It's been a really fun. Why would I get you mad? We've had a good five hours, me and Adam, because the last couple times you come on in Crosstalk, you get me all fired up and mad. And so you just, get yourself fired up. Bart does the same thing. It's never Rami's fault. Okay. Y'all do this so, to yourselves. Go, go ahead. What do you got? Coming up on the show today, kind of along the lines of that, what you were just talking about, that, whoa, what is that? Mm. Um, Sidetrack. What did you just show me? What is that? Give me that. What is that? Is that a oh man, you got an eight disc DVD collection of the 2016 World Cubs World Series run? Yeah, I got it for a birthday present for the boy. Oh, he's a Cubs fan. Remember? I thought it was for me. No, mm. go buy it. I think it's at. Wa- I think Walmart has it. Mm. Yeah, nah, not I locally. Forget. I had to order it. Nah, I forgot what I was talking eight about. Disc set. I know because you know the the, the five year old soon to be six year old always wants to watch the Cubs in the winter. And then they're not on. And now I keep telling him, well, don't worry, don't worry. You know, in the spring when it gets warmer, I'll throw me on. 
They're not going to mm, be on. Maybe not. Mm. So I had to come up with something. So I figured, okay. So Did you hear me the other day talking mom, about that, by the way? My mom got that for him. Did you hear me the other day talking about the lockout? No. So my two oldest friends in the world, since middle school, we've been buddies. Like how what? old are they? Like 60? They're the same age as me, man. You said two of your oldest friends. Two of my longest standing friends in the world. Yeah, you're welcome. We've been friends since middle school. Yeah. One of them lives in Chicago. One of them lives in California. Okay. The one who's live who lives in Chicago, he's going to visit the one that lives in California. Right. And said, "Hey, Rami, you should come with me." Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, you should go. You think so? Yeah. Don't <laughs> screw that up. You Just think go. so? Really? Trust me. No Brewer fans can be mad the Cubs fan ain't here on opening day. If it does happen, <laughs> anyhow. So it's. I mean, nobody's gonna be heartbroken. Oh no, Rami's not here for Brewers opening day. What will I do with my day? No. That's, that's a big time in the season, not isn't like it? Tim Allen in the sports talk radio no, season. Is no. that that's a big time? That's that's a big numbers week, isn't it? Uh, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, maybe. But with, with Tim Allen, now that's a person that can't go on vacation that week. You honestly. think people won't miss me? They'll, they'll turn on the radio from three to six and they won't miss me. We'll be totally fine. In opening day, on opening day, in the week of for the Brewers. Yeah, yeah everybody'll be fine. Really? We'll all be fine. Uh, we'll yeah, see. You can get on a plane, go to California. We'll see. Yeah, they're do, they're planning a pretty cool trip too. They're they're gonna rent bikes, like bikes, not motorcycles. Yeah. actual actual bikes. Exercise. S- strap into the car, and then drive. Mm-hmm. Where are they going? From don't care. I'm out. <laughs> Done. Check me out. Uh uh-uh. uh. Ooh. <laughs> Sounds cool. Have fun. <laughs> They're just gonna stop and bike, you know, and then get back in the car, then drive some more, and then stop and bike. Again. You know, every day go for like a good good bike ride, a good scenic bike ride, and then you know, drink and eat and be yeah, married. I'm not going on vacation to exercise. I'm going on vacation to get away from exercise. I'm not going on vacation to exercise. <laughs> No, that's not a thing. Right. He was just back in the gym for the first time last yesterday. Night, yeah. How'd, that go? How'd that go for you? Fine. I didn't do it much, but no. I, I went back last night. Started, I didn't want to be Cardio, sore Cardio, strength, what were we doing? Just elliptical. Yeah. And okay. then I did this machine that works on your back, lower back muscle. Okay. So I did some of that. There going go. back tonight. Good. Might, might do some weights It's good for you. I want to do the ropes. I love doing the ropes. That's good for you. All right. So good. what do you got coming up on Coming up show? on the show today. Uh, kind of off that, that conversation they were having at halftime last night, because I was laughing while that conversation was happening. I was watching that live about Giannis and, and AD. And I, I was laughing because that's not even the conversation we should be having. The conversation we should be having and that we're going to have on the Rami show today is, is Giannis just clear cut the best player in the world now today? Is that, yeah. is that an open and shut case? Yes. Is the best player, basketball player in the world here in Milwaukee? I don't know how you could have watched, not watched last night and said yes to that question. That's, and that's, that's what I was yeah, thinking as done. I was watching. It's all done. But, it, but again, maybe we're in the bubble. Well, we are in the bubble being right. Bucks fans. Right. But come on, man. I mean, there's nobody doing it like him consistently night in, night out at this level. I mean, Embiid's had a really nice year. He's not Giannis. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.